You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we are talking about why revenue equals vanity and profit actually equals sanity. We're going to talk about some of the things that you can look at and tweak in your business to make sure that you are making that all important revenue. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's dive in. So we are getting close to the end of 2021 and it seems like the last couple of months go so quickly and Christmas is nearly here and we've talked about in a few of our episodes some numbers to track. So episode 24 we looked at different metrics that you could be tracking and one of our most recent ones we talked about Google Analytics and all the different metrics that you can pull from there. But today we're talking about one of the most important metrics which is the money that you're making. So as we approach the end of the year, although it's not the end of the financial year, a lot of people like to sort of have a look and see how the calendar year has been going as well. So one thing we're talking about today is really important, and that is revenue is vanity and profit is sanity. So we'll say that again. Revenue, which is the money that you're making and turning over, is vanity and profit, which is the money that you're actually keeping at the end of the day after all your expenses, that is sanity. So we often see all these business owners bragging about maybe their $2 million brand, but what does that actually mean? So what it usually means when people are talking about their big dollar stores is that's how much they're generating in revenue. So remember, revenue is all the money brought in. And while this is great, revenue does not mean a damn thing unless you've got profit left at the end of the day. So mm. unless you can pay yourself a wage and then at the end of the year pull out a nice little profit bonus, it, there's really no point having this big expensive turnover business because normally the more you're making in revenue, the bigger headaches you've got, the more staff you've got to manage, the more you know SKUs you've got to deal with and all sorts of things. So mm. Megan and I have always said we'd much rather look at a company that's turning maybe 500k a year and left with a $100,000 profit, so a nice, healthy 20% profit margin at the end of the day, than a company that's turning over a million dollars but only has sort of 20,000 net profit at the end. Yeah, and it's so common that lots of business owners are left with little or no profit at the end of the year, or actually worse, they're left with maybe a tax bill or expenses <laughs> that are coming in or you know they need to restock or whatever it is, and they end up with these bills that they can't actually pay. And that is a massive ouchie. And it means mm -hmm. that not only do you have maybe a hobby that had a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into it, you also had a hobby that cost you money. So I can think of a lot more fun things to do than to run a business that I'm actually paying for. Yeah. So it's really important that you do look at that and not get carried away with the whole revenue kind of, you know, bragging thing that people get into. As Karen said, you know, it's so easy to say and a lot of other marketers will do this, agencies will do this and go, you know, we just launched our client's brand and we sold a million dollars in 24 hours. And it's like, well, 
great. But then when, you know, because we actually know a lot of those marketers, they spent maybe 500 grand to make those sales. So then by the time you take out your cost of goods and everything, that's not a lot left. So that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, really important when scaling too. So often people start scaling these big brands just because they see the revenues going up and up and up. Usually their profit margins going down, down, down. And it can go the other way. Like you can have, and this is where some of those brands do start scaling and, you know, maybe you're not making a big profit with having a smaller turnover. And then as you start to grow, you can actually increase that profit margin because you've got higher buying power, better economy of scale. A lot of your fixed costs don't go up. And so therefore you can actually be turning over a lot and have, you know, that's maybe smaller gross profit margin, but have a lot therefore left at the end of the day. But it's just really, really important to know that and to really know and understand all of the other numbers that go with that. So revenue is just one number. Profit is a calculation that revenue is a part of. So revenue minus all of the expenses gives you the profit. So super important to look at that. And this is why, you know, the very first thing that we tell our students when they join Igniter is do you know your numbers and you want to know your numbers it's so important to know what they are what to track and measure how to track and measure it we get them to set up a scorecard so that they can come and you know check this monthly and more often than not what's the number one thing that people have to do put those prices up (laughs) (laughs) put their prices up often we find that they find out that they're just running a hobby they're not running a business this realization really sucks, but it's really important to understand because you can't fix a problem that you don't know exists. Exactly. So the first thing people should actually do is look at this and work out what your profit margin is and you know what you've done for the last six months, 12 months, and sort of what profit you've been left with. Now, I was just thinking, we have done an episode, I believe, on how to price. So that's one thing you can go back and have a look at that how to set your product pricing. I think it was one of our very first episodes back in January. So check that one out. But some of the things that you can be looking at is instead of focusing exactly on how many people are coming to your site, it's really important for you to track and measure how many of those people actually convert into a sale. So that's one really important metric for you to be looking at. And what's a benchmark? What do we kind of say is the average benchmark of that? Yeah, so a really good conversion rate for e-commerce is 3%. Anywhere from two to three is good. So if you're hitting two, that's great. If you're getting under 2%, then there needs to be a little bit of work done to start, you know, converting a few more people. And we also have an episode uh, all about how to increase your conversion rate. So make sure you check that one out as well. But we did have a call inside our Ecom Igniter program last week. And one of the students was getting a 3% conversion rate but only ever had really warm traffic coming. And now that they've started Facebook ads, that's dropped down to around 1.5. So that's quite common. If you're starting to send cold traffic for the first time, you might see that you have a drop in your conversion rate, but it's getting it back up there with the cold traffic that's even more important and making sure obviously that you're sending the right traffic as well. So if you can get it up to two, three, or even above, one of our clients has a 9% conversion rate, which is just Mm. crazy. Um, So 
anything above that, uh, give yourselves a pat on the back. You're doing really well. Yeah, that's that's an amazing one too because we've scaled their business and continue to scale it and it's constantly sitting at that. So that is a sanity metric, the conversion rate, whereas the number of people coming to your site, that's the vanity metric. So vanity is basically like, yeah, this makes me feel real good. But sanity is like, oh, well, actually, <laughs> this is what's going to pay your bills. <laughs> it's the thing that actually gets you to sleep at night. So people to your site is vanity, though the number of people buying is sanity. And, you know, this kind of goes through everything. This can go through your Facebook, your Instagram. So instead of focusing on how many Facebook fans or Instagram followers you have, which is completely a vanity metric. So do not, whatever you do, do not, do not (laughs) buy Facebook fans or Instagram followers. Quality over quantity. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. And so like that is such a vanity metric. So the sanity metric for that is actually tracking and measuring how many people of those audience of that audience are engaging with your brand or are clicking on the, you know, links that you're providing or what is the thing that you, the purpose of those channels, track and measure that because the purpose of the channel isn't to just have the channel. I remember when back in the day. (laughs) You make us sound so old. Back in the the day. day. (laughs) Back in the day when Facebook first came out, I was working. Where was I? I don't know what I was doing. Probably had had my own business, but some of my clients like were talking about bringing a Facebook page in and what, you know, we can do about that. And the first thing I asked them was, okay, like, why do we want a Facebook page? What will that give us? And a lot of them were saying it's because other people have it it's because you know you know we need to stay up with the trends or whatever and while that is like super vanity based the sanity side of it is okay well why do we want a Facebook page how are we going to include that or incorporate that into our overall marketing strategy so it was a really common conversation and like there was all of this, you know, all of these speakers going around and expert advice of if you want to stay, you know, up to date, you need to have a Facebook page. Nobody ever mentioned why, why that's <laughs> important. And so it's, it's the same with shiny toy to look at why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So one of the other things is if you're purely focusing on the number of sales that you make, and while that's a good metric to see how many are coming in, you know, something more in-depth that you could look at is how many of those people actually repeat purchases. You want to focus and try and get around a 30% repeat purchase rate with your business. So if you find that you're not getting people to buy again, why is that? You know, you might have to look at the whole funnel of how people deal with you. Quite often we focus on getting the sale and then we kind of forget about people once they've purchased. So it's important to have Facebook ads and email marketing that actually nurture people that have already made a sale from you. And to make sure that your customer service is spot on, making sure that you're really responsive and that you've got really good policies in place for returns and refunds and things like that uh, so that you're turning people around to become loyal customers. And something else that's really important to kind of look at when you're deep diving or diving a little deeper into the sales is just that average order value as well. So, you know, that will help even if you can just increase and you can kind of see like all of these things that we're talking about. If you can just increase it by 1% each, then your profit, your revenue might go up a little, but your profit will definitely go up. And so looking at all of the moving parts of the machine 
is so helpful when you know, you're wanting to just move that one number, but you can't just look at the number and move it. <laughs> you look at all of the other things. So I think it is one of those things. And, and going back to what we said is when our students kind of have this realization that, oh, maybe even if their revenue is high, even if they have a good turnover, if they're not making money at the end of the day, then there are things that they need to look at. Maybe it is just that they can increase their conversion rate because if they can just increase their conversion rate, they're not spending any more on marketing or advertising to get people to the website. People are spending the same amount, but more people are converting. Well, that will increase their profit. But it might be that they need to increase their average order value. It might be that they need to look at getting people who've already purchased to come back to the site because people who've already purchased are so much cheaper to get to come back and purchase again than to get another new purchaser. So it's just when we say, you know, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, it's a reminder to look at all of those things that could possibly drive the profit not necessarily just constantly looking at driving the revenue. Because if you go to an advertising agency and you say, we want to grow, a lot of the time they'll say, cool, let's spend more money on advertising and get more people to the site. And then therefore your business will grow. But if you're not looking at all of those other dials that you could improve first, conversion rate, cost of, you know, even your cost of goods, like as you grow, you can increase your buying power start negotiating yeah so yeah there's so many things and once they realize all of these you know things there's often a lot of actions that they need to take and as we said raising their prices is often one of them so if that is something that maybe you need to do now's a good time of the year to do it and you can do beat the price rise campaigns instead of a as you might have heard in one of our other episodes about not doing typical Black Friday, you can build in your price rise campaigns, you know, into your marketing calendar and and things like that. You can kind of start to really think about the big picture. Yeah. And New Year's a great, you know, time for the price to be going up. So now's the time to get people to buy beforehand. And then like 1st of January, new pricing can kick off and things like that. And if we're sitting here saying, if you're not making profit and we want you to put your prices up, (laughs) you know, that's a very broad blanket statement. But if that makes you feel uncomfortable, just think about Coles and Woolworths, like baby formula. So thank goodness my baby is almost at the age now where she doesn't need formula anymore. But it's gone up from $28 to $38 in the matter of, I don't know, six weeks or something. Like it wasn't much. Inflation is happening. Price rises are happening everywhere. If you've had the same prices, and this is possibly a completely different episode about raising your prices, (laughs) but, you know, if you've had those same prices, all of your expenses are going up. But if your revenue is staying the same, revenue is vanity, but your profit (laughs) is not, well, then profit is sanity. So maybe it's time to look at that. And I'm sure Coles don't feel bad about charging me (laughs) almost 30% more in six weeks for a necessary item. And it's probably gone up so quickly because that company's gone, oh, hang on a sec, our sales are up. 
but our profits down. Oh, all our expenses <laughs> went up. And they've quickly rectified the issue because normally they wouldn't go up so much so quickly. So even the big companies can sometimes lose sight of the profit. And one resource that Megan and I have used since we started our business is actually a book called Profit First. And this is one that I love. I'm going to mess up the name. So I'm going to say it's from Mike. Kowalinski or something, isn't it? Hang on, My, let me. Michael, <laughs> I'm going to Google it, it while you're talking about it. Tell the premise. Oh, I, I can see it. I just can't pronounce it. Oh, uh, Michael. Oh, Mike Michalow. Mick, oh, my God. Okay. Michalowick. We will put it in the show notes. <laughs> so I'm sure you can like, see it. I'm very sorry, Mike, if you're listening. Michalowick. Michalowick. Michalowicz. Mike Michalowicz. We're going to go with that. <laughs> we'll call him M&M. M-M. Just profit um, first. <laughs> Google Although that. we may not be able to pronounce his surname, I'm very sorry. He does write a very good book. <laughs> and there has actually been somebody who's done his training that has gone on to write a version for e-commerce as well. So it's called Profit First for e-commerce. Mm. So the book is all around structuring your business so that you've always got money for your operating expenses, always got money to pay your taxes, always got money for all those subscriptions and things like that. But at the end of the day, you always have some profit coming out the business as well. So I can highly recommend that we've used it since day one with our business. And from somebody who once had a huge debt with the ATO because I forgot to put aside uh, GST tax, it's a really good way to get your business ahead. And always it's such a nice feeling when Bass comes around and we're like, oh yeah, I've got that in the bank. It's in this special account called Bass uh, and we can go ahead and pay it. And it's even a nicer feeling because so the premise is like you definitely we recommend to go and read it, but the premise is you kind of have preset percentages that every dollar of income that you get is split up into different kind of buckets essentially. And so you might have, you know, 12% set aside for tax and 50% for stock or, you know, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, when you actually go to do your tax, sometimes, you know, you might only be paying 9% because you've got all of these other expenses that you can add back in. And so sometimes you actually end up with this nice little buffer that you can then either, you know, keep as a credit with the ATO or, you know, use that for other growth in your business. So it's just so or a important. nice little Christmas bonus for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And we, I mean, the book recommends too, but we actually have different bank accounts for different buckets. And so, you know, when we're making business decisions, even though there might be a certain amount of money in our tax account, we don't even look at that. It doesn't exist. It's not even in our world. Like that mm. money is not ours. And so me too, like as somebody who I never got into the debt, like a debt with the ATO, but it was often a surprise when tax mm. came. And because we're not taught this in business, no matter how much your accountant tells you, put money aside, blah, 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 <laughs> how much you know it, how much at the end of every quarter you say, I'm never going to do that again. Mm. You always do. <laughs> You're always in the same, you know, same thing. Same with stock. Like when time comes around and especially the more you grow, the more revenue you bring in, it's sort of this false, you know, security that you can get in. So yeah, really highly yeah. recommend. Highly Obviously recommend we're not that. accountants or tax people or anything like that but we've just had good success with this book and I think the most important thing about splitting up those accounts is that if you've got all of your money in one account hmm. you look at that and go oh cool yeah I can afford to do this or I can do that and then all of a sudden this big invoice comes in for your stock or 
you know, you've got to process a refund or something and you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Or you like Megan said, your tax bill comes in or something. So by splitting it out, you don't even look at that money. You're like, okay, that's the tax officer's money and this is my subscriptions money and this is going to pay my expenses. Oh, here's how much we've actually got that we can, you know, make business decisions around and spend. So Mm -hmm. super important to have that really clearly defined in your own bank account so that when you're looking at it, you're getting like a true picture. Yeah, and it's just easy to set up, you know, different bank accounts essentially under your one main account and they're not transactional accounts so it shouldn't cost you any more. Anyway, like we said, we're not... (laughs) by any means financial advisors or accountants or anything but that's our hot tip so yeah yeah, I think we'll link to a lot of there's a lot of resources that kind of offshoot from this episode so we'll link to some of those metrics that we you know the other metrics that we recommend that you track and measure we'll recommend we'll link up to the one about conversion we'll link up to the book but yeah just a, a timely reminder perfect time of the year to start you know, looking back, but also looking forward and setting some of those targets. So yeah, instead of solely focusing on your revenue, turn that attention to the numbers that actually matter. And a final word, and just in case you haven't heard us enough, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. If you need some help to work through this or if you're just wanting someone to connect with that's also on the same journey as you, make sure you join us in our free group, Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs on Facebook. And we'll see you there. See you on the inside. Bye. Bye. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out Ecom Igniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com and be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer.